discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified. Thank you for the power of your might, the power of your wisdom, the power of your grace, and the power of your love that is working in our lives, working upon our lives. Thank you for how far you brought us. Thank you so much. We are grateful and we are thankful. Ebenezer, that's how far the Lord has brought us. We are grateful, Lord. We are thankful. Just, just thank God. Just give Him glory. He deserves all the praise. He deserves all the worship. He deserves all the thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mighty hand that has brought us here. We are grateful. We are thankful. We are thankful, Lord. Father, we are grateful. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Are you excited to be in the house of the Lord at all? Ask you by you at all. Are you excited to be in the house of God at all? Wow. Is it not beautiful? Wow. Wow. You know, I remember someone who is related to me, who was always, he used to go to a certain country in, uh, abroad, out of this country. And he would always pass by a material that he didn't think was anything, he didn't think was needed. And he had been going and coming for 15 long years. You know, but he realized that it's like, I'm stuck. I, I really, I need something great to happen around me. So he started to fast and pray. You know, fasting and prayer is very important. Those of you who can't refrain yourself from food at, at certain times in your life. I mean, no matter what, try and fast. Even if it's with fasting with milk or fasting with chocomilo or something. Yeah, because of the way your stomach is, you may not be able to fast the, like dry. Some of us can go dry seven days. Just water. Hey! It's not a joke. So he was fasting and praying. He prayed. And then he went again. He didn't hear anything when he was fasting. Sometimes you are fasting and praying, you don't hear anything. As some happened to you before. You are fasting and praying, but nothing. God, it's, like God, it's like God is dumb. He's not talking. Huh? You can't force God to talk when he doesn't want to talk. When he wants to talk, he will talk. You know, so this guy was, he went back again. You know, he was moving through the streets. And then he went past that material that he has been going past for 15 years. And as he went by it, that's what God spoke to him and said, if you take this back into your country, you'll make millions. So he started, he was like, wow, let me investigate and see. So he started investigating to see. And he realized that, Charlie, that thing was millions. And he started bringing it to the country. Today, his, his story is different. But God had prepared and planned that that particular thing was related to his wealth. But he didn't know. Like Jacob said, the presence of God was here and I knew it not. We've always been passing around, but we didn't know that God was going to give us a place like this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And today we are here. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, I'm going to preach to you. I'm going to share some, some very wonderful things with you. The title of my message is, It is not over unto have won. Wow. It's not over until we win. Or until we have won. That's what I want to share with you on. You know, sometimes you go through challenges, so many challenges. And you wonder if uh, things are going to work the way God has designed for them to work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's an understanding that Jesus brought when he came to the earth. 
you read in First John chapter 5, verse 20, it says, And we know that the Son of God has come. Do you know that the Son of God has come? Yes, you know, the Bible says that any, anyone who says that the Son of God is not coming in the flesh is Antichrist. That's what the Bible says in First John 4. Look at First John 4, 1. You see it there. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Verse 2. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. So, confessing that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is the first thing. You must know that Jesus actually, God came on earth. Some people don't believe it, that God walked this earth. But it is the truth. God did walk this earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So hereby know, know ye the Spirit of God. By this you will know the Spirit of God. If every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Next verse. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist whereof ye have heard that it should come. And even now already is it in the world. So this is the, the, uh, the foundation of the Antichrist. The fact that Christ has not come. Are you understanding? Yes, uh-huh. Every spirit that says that, oh, there's, Jesus is just a myth. Jesus is just something that people are thinking about and talking about. They've been deceived. Even the white man who brought the Bible uh, does not believe in it. How much more those of you are in Africa? You are sitting in black Africa and you are saying that Jesus has come. Were you there when he came? And people say all kinds of things. That's the foundation of the Antichrist. The fact that he challenges everything God. And challenges especially the fact that God has come in the flesh. Hallelujah. So go back to John chapter 5, verse 20. He says, And we know that the Son of God has come. As a knowing, we are aware. We know. We are aware. We know that the Son of God has come. And when he came, he gave us an understanding. Jesus came to give us an understanding. There are a lot of things Jesus came to do. But one of the major things he came to do is to give us a certain understanding. The word understanding is dianoia, a certain imagination, a certain way of thinking, a certain manner of thinking, a certain way of behaving. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding. And this understanding is so that we may know him that is true. Okay? This is the, this is the understanding. That we may know that him that is true. And we are in him that is true. Even in the Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. That we may know him that is true. Who is him that is true? Jesus Christ is the one that is true. You remember he said, I'm the way, I'm the truth. Nobody has said that in your life. Nobody. I mean, no matter how powerful you are, you realize that you have limitations. You realize you have problems. No matter how beautiful you are, you know that you have flaws. Yeah. When you look at yourself in the mirror, you realize that it's like your nose is not straight. Your nose is not straight. It's sheer small. Or your mouth is slightly bigger. I mean something. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. One day I saw a very beautiful lady. Fat. She was coming from afar. Hey. I, was, I was looking. Don't behave like you have never looked like a, at a beautiful girl. What is your problem? What is your problem? Oh. Hey. She was coming like that. And hey, very beautiful girl. When I got closer, I realized that, oh. Not a, it's a mirage. It was a mirage. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, no matter how powerful, you realize you have, limit, you have limitations. Yeah, you have limitations. Buddha, obviously, they had limitations. They couldn't say this, that I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. So he says, we are in him that is true, even in the Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. He came to give us an understanding. There's an understanding that God has brought. Okay? And one of the major aspects of that understanding is the fact that we are witness. Is the fact that we are success, we are great, irrespective of where we are, irrespective of what our circumstances are, irrespective of what level we are in, we are, we are on in life. We are born great. Hallelujah. So our greatness is not from something we do. Our greatness is because of our birth. That is that is the source of our greatness. Say, I'm great. Say it again, I'm great. I'm great. Why are you great? Because, you see, there are, there are different uh, ways of becoming great. 
one of the ways of becoming great is by achievement. So if you pick someone like Steve Jobs, he became great and had a name because of his achievements, because of what he did. He brought Apple, all those things, isn't it? Macintosh, blah, blah. If you pick someone like uh, Bill Gates, Microsoft, Rockefeller, Oil, Carnegie. You know, Carnegie is the third richest person ever. Rockefeller is the second richest person ever. Solomon is the first richest person ever. And they were all, all of them were Christians. Solomon, you know, God made him. Rockefeller was a staunch Christian who was into fighting. Carnegie was into fighting. They were all tightest. Those of you who don't like fighting, you should know that your life will be very, very tight. You are not going anywhere to happen. You have, you have to be very, very smart. And they were so smart, they tied on their, their company. Yes, there's something called corporate. You know, when Abraham gave tight, Abraham didn't give tight of his personal money. Abraham gave tight of his business. He had gone to war and made, had spoil. And he tied on the spoil. That is the beginning of institutional tithing. That is why this church gives tight. We give, it, we give tight every month this, as a church. Not, not only as individuals. So when we all give our tithe, we take a tithe out of it and give it out. Not, we don't spend it all. It goes out to another place, another church, apart from us. Yeah. So you have to be very, very smart. Those of you who have started a small business, fight on it. Don't say, this is my money. You, it will be your money forever. Yeah. You have to be smart. You know? So you can become great by achievement. Or you can become great by being born so. If you look at Prince Charles, if you look at Harry, Prince Harry, you look at Prince William, and all these people, there's not, they've not done anything. Surely, what have they done? They've not done anything. Is it true? They were just born into the house of the Queen of England. And that was the end. Their greatness is by birth. If you think the queen is very powerful, is the queen very powerful? Yeah. The queen of England. She's very, you'll be surprised about how powerful she is. She's so powerful. She's an old lady. 90, is this 92 or so? 92 something. She's just moving slow motion. If she says, kill them all. <laughs> you'll be surprised. Have you seen an old evil, an evil old woman before? Kill them all. And everybody will be gone. Yeah. Her words are very powerful. If you say something, greatness goes with words. Yes, greatness goes with, you see, If you want to know you are, whether you are great, check how far your words can go. Uh-huh. When you say something, see if it happens or not. Yeah, who is it that said the thing and it cannot to pass? When the Lord commanded it not. It's the Lord who commands. When the Lord says it, then it comes to pass. That's why God is great. Okay? Now, if the queen is, is very powerful, then God is way more powerful than the queen. I wouldn't want to be born into the queen's house. I would want to be born into God's house. If you read in James chapter 1 verse 18, look at James 1 18. It says, of his own will. Of God's own will. Of God's own will. We didn't ask for it. Of his own will begat he us. Or of his own will he gave birth to us. With the word of truth. Of God's own will he gave birth to us. With the word of truth. That we should be a kind of first fruits. Of his creatures. Of his own will. Say of his own will. will. Meaning that God designed and decided on his own. To get us born again. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 says that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Of his own will. Say of his own will. will. Not my will. But of his own will. So by virtue of our new birth, we are great by virtue of our new birth because we have been born into the house of God himself. We now belong to the household of God. God has a household. God has a family. And we are now part of that, that family. Look at Ephesians chapter 2. Let me show you something in Ephesians chapter 2. Let's read from verse, from verse 13. It's nice. It's very nice. I wanted to read just verse 19 to you, but I think from verse 13 it will be very nice. What I want to see is in verse 19, but... This would be great. It says, but now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. By, the, by virtue of the blood of Jesus Christ. That's why the blood of Jesus Christ is very powerful. It's very, very powerful. Blood is very powerful. How many of you know blood is very powerful? Do you know there's money in your blood? 
How many of you know? There's money in your blood. Yeah, if I sacrifice you right now on a certain altar, money will start coming into my room. Yeah. There's power in your blood. You, you have no idea. There's power in your flesh. If I kill you right now and I eat your flesh, I'll rise spiritually in the dark world. If you want to become very famous in the dark world, you must eat flesh and you must drink blood, human blood. You start by drinking animal blood and eating animal flesh. Then you graduate to drinking human blood. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Have you watched a Nigerian movie before? Yeah. Have you watched any Nigerian movie before? Yeah. Have you seen Kanayo, Kanayo drinking blood to become very powerful? Basically, that's basically what I'm saying. So in the, in the other spirit, if you want to become very powerful, very hot, like when they shoot you, it doesn't touch you. Some, you. You don't need to do something on the outside. Put things inside. You swallow things. Yes, you do. You swallow things. You mix things. And if it is mixed with human blood, it's very high. It's very, very powerful. That is why Jesus, when he was living, gave us his blood and gave us his flesh to eat. Jesus said, in John chapter, Jesus said that, except you eat my, my flesh and drink of my blood, you have no part in me. Whenever, today's communion service, when you, whenever you partake of the communion, you are taking blood and you are taking flesh. That's what you are doing. Oh, Jesus said it. I'm not the one saying it. And what it means is that you are becoming very powerful in the spirit. That is why Jesus said that do it as often as possible. If you know that this thing brings power, what will you do? You go drink them every day. Isn't it? That's, that's how powerful the communion is. Yeah. Because the communion is a means of spiritual elevation. Of taking you higher and higher. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the blood of Christ is so powerful that when the blood of Christ was shed, it brought salvation to the world. Everybody in the world is actually saved. Just that they don't know it. Legally speaking, they are saved, but experientially they are not because they've not heard. That's why the Bible says we should preach the gospel. So it says, but now in Christ Jesus, in Christ, you who were sometimes far off, you are made nigh, you have been brought close by the blood of Christ. You were far off. He's talking, you see, this is to the, to the Ephesians. He started the church at Ephesus, and the, the Ephesians were people who were Gentiles. You know, before Jesus came, the whole world was divided into two. It was divided into Greek and then Gentiles. Okay? But Christ came to start another race altogether called Christ, the Christ race. So right now, there are Greeks, there are Gentiles, and then there are those of Christ. And those of Christ are, are made from Greeks and Gentiles. If you become born again, you become part of Christ, whether you are Greek or Gentile. Are you here? So it says, but now ye who were sometimes far off, because the Gentiles were very far, the Gentiles were called aliens. They didn't know God at all. Very far away. They were worshipping things, but it wasn't God. The Jews are the ones who know God. That's why Jesus said to the woman at the well that the Jews know what they worship. We know what we worship. Salvation is of the Jews. Nobody else knew God apart from the Jews. If you wanted to know God, you needed to contact the Jews. So there were Gentiles who contacted the Jews to get to know the true God who showed himself strong in Israel's life during Moses' time. Next verse. So the blood of Christ is very powerful. Blood power. Say blood power. For he is our peace. Christ is our peace. Who has made both one and has broken down the middle of partition between us. What is the both? Which both is he talking about? He's talking about Jews and then Gentiles. He says, for he is our peace who has made both one, both Jew and Greek one. And has broken down the middle of partition between us. What was the middle of partition? The middle of partition was the law of commandment. The ten commandments I was given. The laws I was given to Moses and to Israel. Next verse. I'm just trying to explain the scriptures to you. Having abolished in his flesh. He made both one. How? By abolishing in his flesh. I told you flesh is very powerful. So Jesus, Jesus used two things. His flesh and his blood. That's all. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments, you see. He says the enmity that exists between the Jews and the Gentiles was a law of commandments. Contained in ordinances for to make in himself of twain one new man. So make him peace. Who is that one new man? That one new man is Christ. Now we are of God. Say we are of God. Next verse. Verse 16. And that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross. So the cross is a unification of Jews and Gentiles because on the cross his flesh was broken, on the cross his blood flowed. Okay? Having slain the enmity thereby. What is the enmity? The law. So he's abolished the law. Christ has abolished, he has fulfilled the law and he has abolished the law. Do you understand abolish? 
Abolish means it is no more existing. Next verse, verse 17. And came and preached peace to you which were afar off and to them that were nigh. So we preach peace between God and man. Not you will go to hell. The gospel is the gospel of peace, not the gospel of war. It's the gospel of peace. That's why we're supposed to preach peace. You see, if you read in uh, Acts chapter 2, uh, when Peter preached to the Jews and they gave their lives to Christ, he said something very, very critical on there. He said that Jesus has come to bless you. Can you imagine? God sent Jesus to come and bless you. Meaning that when you are preaching the gospel to people, you should start by blessing them. Bless them. They are not born again, no. But that is why Jesus came. Jesus came to come and bless them. So bless, if, for instance, if you are preaching in this area and you say, oh, ma, God bless you. God is going to increase you in your business. God is going to multiply you. And go- if you start like that, do you think they'll fight you? Who doesn't like blessings? Everybody likes blessings. So, we preach peace. Say we preach peace. And he came and preached peace. For through him, we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. We have access by one spirit unto the Father. See, I have access. Unto the Father. By one spirit. Next verse. Verse 19 is what I want you to see. Okay? Now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints. Meaning that you are also a saint now. And of the household of God. You are now of the household of God. Other versions say of the family of God. Let's look at the Amplified. Therefore, you are no longer outsiders, exiles, migrants, and aliens excluded from the rights of citizens. But you now share citizenship with the saints. God's own people consecrated and set apart for himself. And you belong to God's own household. Say, I belong to God's own household. I belong to God's own household. We are members of his household. We are, we are in the family of God now. Yeah, we are in the family of God now. See, I'm part of the family of God. If you read in John chapter 1 verse 11, it says he came unto his own, but his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right, the power to become the sons of God. If you're a son of God, what does that mean? It means that God is your father. Isn't it? See, I'm a child of God. I'm a daughter of God. But as many as received him to them, he gave the power to become the sons of God, even to them who believe on his name. Next verse. Which are born, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So God himself gave birth. I just want you to understand the fact that you are great because of your birth. Because of your birth. You were success because of your birth. <laughs> you cannot fail because of your birth. You can, I mean, which, which producer in his right senses would produce, producer of a phone, would produce a phone that will get spot the day you buy it? When you take it out of, out of the case, I get spot. Will Samsung do that? Samsung would never do that. If they let a phone exit their, their factory, that phone, they know, is going to work. And it's going to work for a very long time. Isn't it? Nobody wants to produce a failure or produce a, 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 a product that will fail. How much more God? If human beings are careful not to produce things that will fail, how much more God? So you have been produced by God not to fail. You've been programmed not to fail. You've been programmed to succeed. Yeah. So stop the pity party. Do you, do you know pity party? Yeah. I don't know what I'll do with my life. Ask for me. I don't know. Ask for me. See, I know what I'll do with my life. See, I cannot fail. In fact, I do not fail. Yeah. My life is, is made for just one movement only. Upwards and forwards only. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18, it says the path of the just is as a shining light that shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. But the path of the just, are you the just? Yeah. If you read in Romans chapter 5, verse 1, it lets you know that we are the just. Look at Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Roman, you are the just of God. So long as you are born of God, you are just. So this scripture is talking about you. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Being justified, the word justified means to be made just. Go to verse 9. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. So we are the just. Say we are the just. We just. We've been justified freely by his grace. And because you are the just, your path is just one. What is your path? Upwards and forwards only. You see, if you don't insist on what God... 
if, if you, you don't know what your father has provided for you, you can't have it. If you don't know your father has paid your school fees, when they sack you from school, you go home. But if you know your father has paid your school fees, when they sack you, you say, hey, what are you talking about? You don't know what you're talking about. Do you know me? You say, do you know me? Do you know me? You know me? You don't know me. Hallelujah. We are children of God. Born and bred. And what that means is that everything Christ did, he did for us. Everything Christ did, he did for us. Christ's victory at the cross is our victory. Our victory in life is based on and hinged in and anchored on the victory of Christ on the cross. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. What it means is that you are born for upward movements only. You are born for victory only. You are born for success only. Why? Because you are a child of God. Because you are a child of God. See, I'm a child of God. And I'm born for victory. Like I said, it is not over until you are born. So no matter what is happening around, no matter how your life is looking now, no matter what, it doesn't matter. No matter what, if you are not getting a job or you are getting a job or what, no matter what it is that is going around, your history, your story is just one way. Success. Just one story. Sometimes you can watch a movie and the killer, do you know the killer? Normally in a movie, there's a killer and there's a blue man. That's our own way of saying it. It's amazing. But if you go into English, it is protagonist and antagonist. <laughs> protagonist and an antagonist. I know things. But you, let's use our own. The killer. You will see that the killer is beating the blue man. Have you seen Solivo? You see that Jet Li is suffering. The killer is just beating. Have you watched Terminator before? You will see Killer Lumi. It's beating Commando. Beating Terminator. I remember that movie. I thought the, the blue man would die. Because the, the killer crashed his head. Everything. Hey. Hey, it was not easy. But then at the last show. Hey. Say last show. Hey. I think you guys should do a song called last show. Last show. Hey. At the last show. Hey. Terminator just woke up. Hey. 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 And then with some one move. Killer hey. Lumi was gone. It is not over until you have won. Because when it comes to the story that is being written, you are the blue man. And no matter what happens, you are the winner. Yeah. When we set up to try and get a land to build for God in Accra, come and see. All the killers rose up. You should see the killers buying a cross and doing things. It was not easy for us at all. But look at us. We have won. We are sitting here right now. So this is just a, a typology of how your life is. No matter what is happening around. No matter how it looks like right now. I am here to prophesy to tell you that it is not over until you have won. Until you have won, it is not yet over. The story is not ending until the last blow from you has come. Yeah. That is, that is it. That is what has been designed. So don't worry. So that it looks like so Charlie, life is beating you. Life is really beating you. Like things are not working the way they are supposed to work. You are praying, you are fasting, you are sowing, you are doing all kinds of things. Still. It's like the killer is just giving you punches. You are just going back like that. But the last show is coming. It is not over until you have won. Yeah. Do you, do you believe in what I'm telling you? It is not over until you have won. So there's a certain attitude you must keep even when life is beating you. Even when things seem to be going in a certain way. There's a, it's an attitude. That is why it's called an understanding. It's part of the understanding that God has given to us. Yeah. So then let me show you. It's an understanding. It is difficult to have that understanding on a normal day. It's because when life is beating you, the natural thing is that you have to be sad. Like, ah, what's all this? It's like you have to cry. That's the natural thing. Like, you have to cry. You have to. Ah, God, why? 
you conjugate all the breasts. You conjugate my bread. Je bread. Tu bread. Eo el bread. Nous brayons. Vous brayez. bread. You conjugate all the breasts. Like, Charlie, I've, what's all this? It's like a mason who's trying to plaster a building. When you put the plaster on the thing, pa, then it just falls. Then you put the pa, it just falls. Pa, it just falls. But there's an attitude. There's an attitude to keep going. If that attitude is not there, you will give up. Yeah, you will give up. Everything has a threshold frequency. There's something called threshold frequency. This building has a threshold. Okay, if you go beyond the threshold of this building, it will break. If we go beyond the threshold of your hands, if someone is pulling your, your hands out, it will just go off. If it goes, if the force outside you is greater than the threshold frequency of your shoulder. Everybody has a threshold. But in Christ, there's no threshold frequency. There's none. You can be stretched. Stretched to the nonsense degree. There's, in Christ, there's no threshold. Yeah. There's no threshold. You can go out. Sometimes it's like you're praying for something and it's not happening. You put your feet where it's not happening. The reason is because God trusts that you are the one who can go to that problem. So that he can have testimony with your life. Like you're praying, but it's like nothing is... He knows that. As for this, my son. That, you see, that was what God told Satan. He told Satan, have you, have you considered my servant Job? Have you, have you considered Job? Job is very powerful. Though. I like Job very much. That's what God, that was what God said. Though. I like Job. He's a very wild guy. And we said, oh, yeah. He's pretending to be wild. He's wild because we have blessed him. We have put the hedge around him and all that. That's why he's like, he's a very good person. If you like, take away the hedge and see. And God said, me, I'll not take my hedge away. He's in your, he's in your hands. Whatever uh, uh, you do to him, do to him. And Job broke the hedge on his own with his mouth. You know, Job was so careful, but God was having mercy with him. When his children go out, he's afraid that they are going to die. He was living in fear. So you make offering. When they go out, God, whatever they will do that to cause your wrath to come upon them. Hey, I beg you. I beg you. I beg. That's all he was doing. And the devil saw that and started and used that, exploit, exploited that particular thing and destroyed a lot of things about his life. But Job never gave up. Job never gave up. Never. And in the end, at the last show, you remember what happened? Everything was restored to him a hundredfold. Yeah, at the last show. Maybe we should call the message last show. It's also a title. Hallelujah. So no matter what is going on, don't give up. Don't give in. Don't give up. Don't give in. Tell me about don't give up. Don't give in. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't give up. Don't give in. Let the devil know that you can throw your best punch. Because I know the end of the story. I know how it's going to end. It's like watching a dead match. It's a, it's a dead match. You know the scores already. So if Ghana was playing Nigeria and Nigeria scored Ghana five goals. Okay. We cancel it in Jesus' name. The guy is clapping. We cancel it. All the Nigerians around, be careful. Be careful. I saw a certain pastor praying uh, during the World Cup 2006 against the uh, Uruguay. You remember that match? Hey! The way the pastor prayed, he said, Lord, if the ball is entering a goal, let angels put the ball out. Hey, I was surprised. He prayed by the scholars. <laughs> it shows you that God is not interested in football. Hallelujah. No matter what, we are not giving up. I'm not giving up. See, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving in. That, because it's a dead match. Your life is a dead match. It's a dead match. Your life has already happened. He's written your life already and he knows the end. The end is the end of glory. Yeah. The end is the end of beauty. Full of excellence. That's what God has designed for you. Look at Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. For we are his workmanship. Let's read the Amplified. Let's read the Amplified. It's so nice. For we, say we. we. Say I am. I am. God's workmanship. God's workmanship. Says we are God's handiwork. We are God, just like the way Samsung's handiwork is phones and TVs and all that. We are also God's product. Okay? The Greek word for handiwork or workmanship is poema. It means uh, the best work, the highest work of an artist. 
a ma- the masterpiece. For instance, if you look at someone like uh, Mona Lisa, it's Da Vinci's highest product. That is what he's known for. It's his highest product. We are God's highest. Out of, look at how beautiful the heavens is. That's not, that is not God's best. Look at how vast the, the earth is. It's not God's best though. Look at the universe. I mean, the, the universe is still being, being, they are still discovering because light, when God said light be, and the light came, it's never stopped moving. Light is still moving. So if they discover something today in the atmosphere, in the, in the universe, tomorrow when they come back, they see another because the light keeps going and creation is still extending itself. Yes. It's still extending itself. It's amazing. Yes. The last time they checked, they calculated 16 million, is this? No, 70, 16 billion, 70 million, 400,000 miles of uh, the universe. That is, is, and it's still going. The last time they checked, that was how vast it had gone. And it's still going. It's amazing. Yet that is not God's best. It's not God's best. God says that you are his best. Mean, uh, no, Charlie, if, if you are God's best, then God is not ready to give up on you. Do you understand? Yeah. yeah. You may be smoking weed now, but that's not your end. For we are God's own handiwork. His workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus. Born anew. We've been born anew. Born anew. Born again by God. That we may do those good works which God predestined. What God has predestined are good works. Planned beforehand for us, taking past which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. So the life that God has designed for you is the good life. It's a beautiful life. It's an excellent life. And no matter what is happening, you decide that I'm going to live this beautiful life, I'm going to live this excellent life, no matter what is happening around me. Whether there's poverty around me, whether there's failure around me, makes no difference. I'm going to walk with my swagger. You must chin up yeah. and chest out yeah. and walk like a prince. Yeah. Instead of walking like this, I don't know, life is beating me so much. No. When you do that, it's like you don't know, you are not aware of the last show. You are not aware that it's a dead match. It's a dead match. I'm aware that it's a dead match. So no matter what is happening, we will not confess the negative. We will not say, oh, we don't know what's going to happen. No, it's going to work. It's going to work. Say, it's going to work. Somewhere, somehow, it's going to work. It's all going to come together for my good. Yeah, it's going to come together. So where we are sitting, it's, it's a sign. It's a symbol of the fact that, listen, no matter what's going on, God has something. And it's going to come to pass. So never give up. Never give up. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's read from verse 14. Now thanks be unto God, which always... Thanks be unto God, who always, always, not sometimes, always, always, every time, whether it looks favorable or not, makes no difference. Makes no difference. Always, always, say always. Thanks be unto God. He says, thank God. Who always causes us. Causes all. He causes us. Always causes us to triumph in Christ. The word triumph means to have victory. Victory. He always causes us. It's a causing that he has planned. He plans, I'm causing you to have victory. This my daughter is going to have victory. You You see what's happening now. It's like everything. But you don't know. I saw, I saw a poster somewhere in Nigeria, in Lagos, at Agege. They had written, The God of 1159. That was the program. They were going to have a program. And that was the title. The God of 1159. Hey! I see the God of 1159 working on your behalf. 1159. Last show. One minute. One minute to 12. Like, what is going to happen? He will show up and shock you. He will show up and surprise you. Thanks be unto God which always causes us to triumph in Christ. 
to triumph for what purpose? So that he may make manifest the savor of his knowledge. It is so that he may make manifest the aroma of his knowledge, the beauty of his knowledge, the nice scent of his knowledge by us, by us, through us, in every place. So there are people who know you. They know what you're going They know what's happening around you. Like we know this boy. He couldn't finish school. He did this. This happened to him. This happened to him. He impregnated this person. He did this. He did that. Business is not work. He tried to start this mess. It didn't work. She tried to do this. It didn't work. She said she was going to do manicure and pedicure. Right now, that's become something else. They are saying all kinds of things. Have you seen some before? Yeah. There are people who are specialists are talking about you. Yeah. Let him succeed and let's see. We are watching. Let him succeed and let's see. Let's, let's see. Let's see what will happen. They called Paul. Who is this babbler? Let's see what this babbler will say. Let's see what this babbler. He's always talking. He's always he says he's doing evangelism. Doing evangelism. He's doing evangelism. He says that he's going to make it by God. Let's see. All the small girls are bending down for the big man. We are bending down. You say you not bend down. Let's see what will happen to her. Look at me. I have all the cash. This is dollars. Then they'll be eating you with the money. Dollars. You will not bend down. You will see. That's what is happening now. You better throw with the cost of this well. Are you throwing with the cost of this well? Yeah. There's always, there's always, a, there's always a, a cost. Okay. If you read in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. Look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. There's something called the cost of this world. Okay. The cost of this world. And you have seen who were dead in trespasses and sins, verse 2. When in time past, you walked according to the course of this world. It says, in time past, when you weren't born again, you were walking according to the course of this world. Every, you see, the 80s is different from the 90s. The 70s was different from the 80s. The 90s is different from the 2000s. And the, the early 2000s is different from this 2000s that we are, we are in. It's different. The course is different. I mean, just 10 years ago, we didn't know Facebook, Twitter, and we didn't know any of this. But now it's even phone. Now that's what is on. And everybody is portraying something on Instagram. Instagram is so powerful. Twitter is so powerful. All these things are so powerful. But it wasn't like, this is the cause of this world now. Are you understanding? And if you don't flow with it, it's like you are, you are, you are some way. Yes. If you don't flow with it, it's like you are, ah, why are you, why are you some way? Yeah. Why are you some way? Everybody's sleeping around. Sex, it is easier to have sex now than to say I love you. Yes. Some of our mothers, they don't know us. They don't know us. I remember someone's mother called me and was insulting me on Father's Day. That me, I've used her, her daughter's blood for uh, my church. I didn't know what she was talking about. She was insulting me. Plenty that me, I've made her daughter some way. All I'd done was preach to her daughter for her daughter to become correct. That was all I'd done. And the woman was just blasting me. Mama Lou was even there that day. I don't know if you remember. My threshold was broken. Hey! My threshold was broken. Sharp. So I also started. Ma, you can't talk like that. You have to be careful who you are talking to. I also replied one or two. Then I told her, listen, you don't know your daughter. You don't know your daughter. So I gave her two. Two things. Just two. I told her one. Two. She kept quiet on the phone. She was quiet. She didn't talk again because she realized she doesn't know her daughter. I, I gave history. I gave 1999 history and 2000 history of the daughter to, to, the, to the mother. I just said two. She kept quiet. There's a cause. There's a cause in the world. Plenty foolish things. This one, this one, this one. Some people are not to wear the same cloth twice. I don't know if you know about that. There are ladies who don't want to wear the same dress twice. Yes. It's a trend on social media. So when you wear, you take a picture. The next day, you take a picture. Like that. Different dresses for every day. To show that you are on a certain level. Is that not nonsense? This nonsense must stop. There's a cause. There's a cause. You have to marry someone who is already driving. You will be surprised that the guys who are working today You'll be shocked. 
you will be shocked. Humble yourself and let's marry you. Humble yourself and let's marry you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. That's a cause. That's the cause of the world. And you decide that you're not going to walk along that line. I'm not going to go along this line. I'm going to be different. Hallelujah. God always causes us to triumph. Always. Always. So that he may spread his fragrance. His fragrance. Abroad. Always. 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 So no matter what's happening. Keep. You see there's something called faith. Which is very difficult to have. When you're going through things. It's, It's very difficult. But that is the source of the victory. You see. We have victory in Christ. But the way to deliver that victory to you practically is through your faith. So in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. Look at 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. It's a very powerful scripture there. In 1 John 5, 4. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. Even our faith. Whatsoever, you see, the history, the, the story is that whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Whatsoever. Whatsoever is I born of God. That is why I began by telling you the fact that you are born of God. You are a child of God. And because you are born of God, the automatic thing about your life is that you have the overcoming life. You are an overcomer. Paul enumerated a number of things. and said, watch Romans chapter 8 verse 35. Go to Romans 8 35. I don't know if I'm quoting too many scriptures, but I'm just trying to help you, okay? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation. Tribulation will come. Yeah, like I was saying, you don't want to join them, so they start pressure, giving you pressure. Yeah. What would you think you are? They say all kinds of things about you. Tribulation, say shout tribulation or persecution or famine. And you're hungry. Yes. Yes, you are hungry. I mean, you calculate and you realize you don't know what will happen tomorrow. You don't know. You are eating today, but if you extend it to tomorrow, you realize that you don't know how tomorrow is going to be like. Has it ever happened to you before? You don't know. Famine or nakedness. Nakedness. You don't have, you, 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 there's no clothes away. Yesterday we were at Sim, you know, and when I went, I started remembering how I was when I was in that church. I used to be in that church. Yes, I was a proud member of Sim. Yeah. And during those times, I would sit in a, a trotter from Awoshi. There was no N1 anywhere. There was no N1. There was no N anything. So we, we, the trotter would move and it would use about Three hours to get to church on a Sunday morning. I'll sleep, wake up, sleep, wake up, and still I'm still in the car. But I knew that this is where God wants me to be, so I was coming. This was 2001. Long time ago, 2001, I was coming. And I remember how my, tr- my trouser was. I had one trouser. Have you ever had one trouser in your life before? I had one trouser. I had one shoe. I didn't know how to wear two shoes. No, I didn't know. I didn't know what it meant to have many shoes and have choice. I never had a choice. No, we just pick. Well, that's this is what you have. So it's for school, it's for it's for it's for church, it's for everywhere, it's for football, it's for everything. Yeah. One day I was ironing my trousers. That's my only trouser that I had for church. As I was ironing it, it was a nylon trouser. So as I was ironing it, the heat was too much. It just bent this portion. It just bent it like that. But I couldn't. I couldn't. We can't buy another one. So I still have to wear that one, and then we move. So when I'm coming to church, I walk in a certain way. What a shock! Hey! I mean, we don't kneel down. You can't kneel down in the church. Because the shoes that you're wearing, they are holes under. If it rains, you are in trouble. The water just has free flow. So people are walking dry. We are walking around with dry feet, but yours is wet. The water has entered your shoes. And you're moving like, hey, what's up? <laughs> nakedness nakedness you don't have options you don't have ask my, my brother is here my nieces you can't no options that's that thing yeah when i was preaching i was talking about how we used to live how we had to we had to plant corn i don't know if he remembers we plant corn we get the corn we put the corn inside water we'll go and mail it and come back and use some for kinky use some for, for banku and then boil palm soup half which we can take Without meat. And then that's our stew. Yeah. 
a boom type of pump. Yeah. Nakedness. It doesn't matter what you are going through. I said the last show. The last show, eh? So the way to go through what you are going through is by looking at the last show. Look at what God has said. Look at it. In Hebrews chapter 12, from verse 1, he says that, Wherefore, seeing that we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every sin every way that so easily besets us. Let us look unto Jesus. Look at it. Let us run the ways with patience. Next verse 2. Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, not unto the situation, not unto what is happening. Remember, Jesus is the one who has had the victory. He has had the victory. Oh, Jesus has had the victory. When you look at when you're looking at Jesus, you are looking at your victory. He is your victory. He is your victory. The Lamb of God has conquered. Let us follow him and conquer. There's nothing that can prevent us from doing what God has designed for us to do. Nothing can stand against us successfully. When you are anointed of God, problems come. The day, as soon as David was anointed, the next thing that happened was problems. Everything, problems for more than 15 years of his life. But the problems are meant to be eaten. Not meant to cry over. Do you understand? Goliath was a problem, but in Goliath was David's victory. In Goliath was David's success. That was his promotion. Goliath was his promotion. But he needed to have a certain mindset. That God is with me is higher than you. And therefore you cannot... Prevent me from coming through. That's how it's supposed to be. Not, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to No. No. Looking unto Jesus. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. How did he become what he became? It says, who for the joy that was set before him. The joy that was set before him. He saw the lasho. Eh? He saw the lasho. So even though he was, they were beating him. It says, he endured the cross. He endured the cross. Because he had seen what was set ahead of him. They were lashing, peeling off his back. They peeled, have you watched Passion of the Christ? They peeled off his back, then they turned him and peeled off his tummy as well. Lashed him and peeled every part of his flesh out. Lashed his cows everywhere. Why was he enduring? Was that a good thing? It wasn't a good, it wasn't a good thing. Sometimes when bad things happen, it's like, oh, this one is too bad. Listen, Jesus went through wilder things. But he, the way he was able to go through that thing, was by looking. There was a joy that was set before him. He knew that when he dies, on the third day he will rise and he will ascend into heavenlies and have the glory, the glory crown placed upon his head. So he didn't care about what was going to. He says he endured the cross and he despised the shame, the shame, the shame around following God. The shame around doing it the way God wants you to do. The shame around rejecting that man's offer. Yeah. I mean, the commonest thing is to have a big man I mean, the big men are just sleeping with their children like that. Oh, Charlie, you know fine. You know fine. You know fine. Tell anybody, you know fine. You know fine. You know fine. You are, you didn't give us jobs. When they were in school, they had jobs immediately they finished school. You are, you didn't give us work. You didn't give us anything. Our girls that we are going to marry to, you are disvirginizing all of them. Why? 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 You know fine. You know fine. You know fine. Oh, what do you think? You know fine. You know fine. It's the easiest thing. But you decide, I'm not going to go according to the course of this world. There's some shame related to it. There's some shame. If you're not getting some, some, some sacrifices, do some sakawas from my bed, something. And you are going hungry. Don't look at you. Ah, Charlie, what the wrong with you? You the mad? You the mad? See, boys for wrong things. Boy. For wrong things. What, what should they do? For wrong your body, why are they, why are they tap there like, eh? What's the fact? What's the idea? So. When you're sitting on one place, you're sitting on your thing. Hey! But we have a God who is higher than the present circumstances. Higher. Higher. He says, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the sin, and is now set down at the right hand of God, of the throne of God. He's now, that is his position now, because he didn't care how things were in the interim. All these things will come to pass. You know, one of the favorite, my favorite portions of the Bible is this particular phrase. And, and it came to pass. Everything that is happening will come to pass. It is not permanent. It is not going to be there forever. It will come to pass. The hunger will come to pass. The nakedness will come to pass. The seeming persecution and tribulation will come to pass. Yeah. The seeming, despi- like you are despised. Sometimes you feel depressed because like nobody likes you. 
feel, de- you feel depressed. <laughs> no money. Hey. No money. You know, you know, if you are paid 2,000 Ghana cities in Ghana, it is nothing. You know it's nothing. It's nothing. Yet even graduates don't get that. Graduates don't get that. Yes. 600. People are paid 600, 500, 300. Yeah. 200. I know a graduate who's paid 200. Yes, 150 even. How can you marry? A big man will take your wife from you. Hallelujah. Go back to 1 John chapter, chapter 5. 1 John 5, 4. Whatsoever is born of God, overcome the world. Whatsoever is born of God, overcome the world. That is our story. That is our story. Then it shows you, it says, and this is the victory. That overcome the world. This is the victory. Hmm? This is the victory. Go back to Romans chapter 8. You remember we were reading Romans chapter 8, verse 35, isn't it? We had read to 39. Nakedness or peril or sword. Next verse, verse 36. As it's written, for, this, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Next verse. Nay. Say nay. nay. It says nay. nay. In all these things. In, all, in anything that can come against you. It says we are more than conquerors. Through him that loved us. It is through him that loved us. We are more than conquerors. We are, say I'm more than a conqueror. That's why that lady sang the song. More than a conqueror, more than a conqueror, more than a conqueror, more than a I'm going to dance and praise him. It doesn't matter what comes my way. The greater one lives inside of me. His name is Jesus. I'm born a winner. More than what? Victorious. I'm an heir of his kingdom. I am filled with the Holy Ghost. So she's not focusing. Don't focus on the things. We know. As for the things we know. Already we know. Eventually we know that is there. All the problems are there. We know. We are aware. But change your focus. Shift your focus. Look onto the one who is more than a conqueror. And who has made you more than a conqueror. It's called faith. That is faith. Faith is looking away from the circumstances and looking onto Jesus. That is where the victory is. It's called faith. It's difficult because the natural thing is look around and talk to people. You know, this, this happened to me. This happened. I'm trying to do this. Now it's not snap. You can talk and talk and converse, have conversations. But the victory is in your rejoicing in the problem. Rejo- that's the vit- rejoicing in the problem singing praises when the children were going round the walls of Jericho that was a problem that was a problem, the problem was the walls we will not let you come into this place you can't come resistance what was the vision that God gave them what was the strategy that God gave them praise me, sing praises to me sing praises to me that is faith that is faith and faith, that is the victory. Faith is the victory. It brings you the victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm going forward. I'm going, forward. I'm going upward. I'm going that, is my life. that is my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you are just singing all the way. Yeah. Let me show you a scripture. Sure. Psalm 2. Verse 1 to verse 4. Psalm 2. We are going to practice it. And we are going to dance to the Lord. Why do the hidden rage? Why? He, the hidden is raging. Problems. All over. People are saying things, talking. Look at where he is now. Look at where she is now. Look at what is happening. He said God spoke to him. She said God spoke to her. Look at where she is now. If she had gone with me, this wouldn't have happened. She says she's going with God. All this is when they are God, God thing. They are Jesus, Jesus thing. Saying things. Why do the hidden rage and the people imagine a vain thing? Imagining vain things about you. The kings of the earth set themselves. And the rulers take counsel together against the Lord. And against his anointed. You are the Lord's anointed. Saying, let us break their bands. 
asunder and cast away the cords from, from us. They are cords from us. Next verse, verse 4. It says, He that sitteth in the heavens. He that sitteth in the heavens. So when, when you hear it, you think it's, it's just God who is sitting in the heavens. It's not only God who is in the heavens. If you read Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 before in your life, go to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. Go to, so you, you should know. It's Ephesians 2, 4. But God who is rich in mercy for his great love, with the love that's. Next verse. Even when we're dead in, in sins, has made us alive together with Christ. By grace are he saved. Verse 6. And has raised us up together. And made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So we are seated together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So the scripture in Psalm 2, verse 4 now. Go to Psalm 2, verse 4 now. That scripture. It says, but he that sitteth in the heavens. He's talking about God and yourself. But he that sitteth in the heavens shall, shall what? Shall laugh. He shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. He shall have them in confusion. What brings confusion into the camp of the enemy? Into the camp of your troubles. Laugh your way through. Laugh your way through. In the midst of your difficulty, God is commanding you to laugh. Because it is not over until you have won. So whether they are punching you, the more they punch you, just laugh. <laughs> you collect the punches with laughter. <laughs> Have you seen Drunken Master before? Drunken Master will be laughing. <laughs> As they are beating, he's laughing. Because the, the last punch will come from him. And it will kill the killer. Psalm 59 verse 8. Same thing as written there. Psalm 59 verse 8. But thou, O Lord, shall laugh at them. Thou shalt have all the heathen in derision, in confusion. Wow, through your laughter. So you go to Kenehege meetings and everybody's laughing. They're all laughing. <laughs> Just laughing. As though they are mad. They are not mad. It is a key, it is a strategy from the Lord. Laughing in the midst of the storm. It is a thousand shall fall at your side. 10,000 at your other side. But it shall not come nigh thee. Only with your eyes shall you behold the reward of the wicked. It shall not come nigh thee. See, I'm going forward. I'm going higher. I'm going higher. So as you are praising God, I want you to praise God heartily. Because God is going to be dropping. Your testimony is just around the corner. Your victory is now. And the way to take that victory is through your laughter. Through your praises and through your worship. So we are, we, are, we are celebrating the victory of God for our lives. Because we know that everything has been made for us. And we don't care what is happening around. God is putting you in victory. Laugh your way out. Every time we will just be laughing. Ha 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 ha. Do you know that it is scientifically proven? It's scientifically proven that when you laugh and you don't mean it, your body does not know. Neither does your mind know that you don't mean the laughter. So it produces the endorphins that are produced when you are laughing heartily. Do you know? Yeah, so there are some cancer patients who are put into laughing therapy because they don't know how it gets them healed, but they get healed. Proverbs 17.22. Look at Proverbs 17.22. A merry heart... Do it good like medicine. A merry heart, a joyful heart, a hearty laugh. Do it good like medicine. So they are putting the scripture to work for cancer patients. When they put them in the laughing sessions, just saying ha 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 ha. Yeah, amazingly, they get healed. You can check it online. Just go and check laughing sessions. For cancer patients, you'll be surprised. Because if you laugh and you don't even mean it, the endorphins that are released when you mean it when you are released. And endorphins are like medicines. They do something to you. Says, but a broken spirit dryeth the bones. Have you seen that when you are getting older, 
when people are getting older, they become, they dry. The fiber in their body dry up. The Bible says Moses' Moses's body was not dry. Yeah. And the secret is this. Laughing. Having a joyful spirit. Instead of having a broken spirit. Because the older you get, the more the problems. Do you know? Growing up brings problems. If you are not married, you don't have a wife to think about. All you think about is sex. But when you get married, you realize that you can't think about sex anymore. You think about other important things. Think about school fees when your children come. All kinds of things come. Then as you go higher, problems, many problems, multiples, multiple problems. If you are not careful to dry you up, the way to not become dried up is by having a merry heart. Yeah. So your, your face is still looking nome nome. You know nome nome. What's the English for nome nome? What's the English? Nome nome. Nome. So give the Lord a laugh, a laugh right now. Yeah. How many of you know Kenneth Copeland? Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth Copeland is 82. 82. I just went for a meeting with him. And he was doing press-ups in the place. 82 years. He would just go there and press, do press-ups. Then he would stand up and move his leg and jump. Just jump and move around. And he mentioned the scripture. The merry hand. He picked it from Ken Hagen. I don't know if you've seen some of those videos. They just laugh. People are laughing, moving, jumping out of the window, moving up and down. Big men, old men. Millionaires, actually. You know, Ken Hagen was so rich that the state in which he, he lives, he's feared in the state. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. He has millions. He built for every one of his grandchildren before he died. His grand, not his children, his grandchildren. And he had more than 20 before when he was dying. He built for every one of them expensive houses. Yeah. Money. I have no idea. What was the source of their money? God. God. What was the source of their, of their health? God. So they were laughing. They were rich men. But they knew. Don't think you are too big. You are not too big. I said, give the Lord a laugh right now. A laugh. It maketh good. Like medicine. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That delay is gone. It's a time. Yay, the set time to favor Zion is now. It's time for God to favor you. This is the set time. Walk out of this place into your favor. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I hear abundance of rain. The sound of abundance of rain for you. Your dryness is gone. You will see fruitfulness on every side of your life. Even in Jesus' name. As God has brought us here and changed our level, so is your level changing. Your level has changed. It's official. You are moving forward and going higher. Even in Jesus' name. Father, we are grateful. We are thankful. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you for the power of your spirit. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.